morning, Sam. Good morning, Good morning recovery people. Hello. Everywhere. Hello. <laughs> Got a few guests in the podcast this morning, but it's just the normal. So, um, I'll just, it's July 7th, so I'll read from Open Doors Within, see what we get. <clears throat> you cannot say you love me and hate your fellow human beings, for love and hate are like oil and water, they do not mix. When you truly love me, you will love your fellow human beings. You will love one another. You will have compassion and understanding towards one another. When you love one another, you will love me. They are so intertwined that they cannot be separated. How great is your love for one another? Are you willing to put yourself out for another soul? Love does not have to be expressed in words. It is seen and felt in action. No, no. <laughs> That's the word of she dog. Mind. The word of dog. <laughs> the, word of the, the word of the dog. Yeah, he's not impressed. I love you. That dog's a no. devil. Shush. <laughs> oh, I lost my place no. now. Um, how no. great is your love for one another? No. Are you willing to put yourself out for another soul? Love, no. lo- love does not have to be expressed in words. It is no. seen and felt in action. It radiates no. from you. Love is the language of silence. It can be understood and accepted without a word being spoken. It is an international language understood by the heart, not by the mind. (laughs) It matters not what nationality you are. You can always convey love and communicate it in complete silence. Your eyes, your heart, your attitude, your whole being can convey what you're feeling toward another soul. It's all about love. Peace and love. No, no. That's why we're all together in a field. No, no. Would this lady will it? No. Um, I don't know. I mean, it seems she, a lot of what she says seems like she's been in AA, you know, because um, a lot of it really connects with that. But I mean, I, I, I don't. She's not publicity about that. And, yeah. um, she went to Sunday school, but no, not. She seemed very religious. Yeah, she wasn't but, religious at all. Yeah. And she just she just had to write down every day what uh-huh. she what she heard. Um, and it started off with the vegetables and then went on to what oh, she heard. Oh, oh. I mean it's oh. about God. Yeah. You know, okay, so yeah. you know, you can call that religious, you can call See, it spiritual. It's very familiar to Jesus' lesson, Jesus what he would say. It's it, it's oh, a oh. universal message. Uh-huh. You know, talking about love. Mm-hmm. It's not, it doesn't apply to one particular yeah. denomination. Yeah, yeah. I like that that she says. You know, it's not. You don't have to express it in words. It can just be an action or a smile or a look. Mm. That's a bit like making mm. making amends, isn't it? Like it's easy to go and go. Oh, I'm sorry. I behaved that way. Or but it's really about the, the action, isn't it? Putting in the work, putting in the action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the saying sorry bit is, you know, yeah, part of it, but it's really, you know, are you sober? Are you working a program? Are you developing and improving as a person through sobriety, through the step work, through coming to meetings? You know, it's what we do, isn't it? That's what I read say. That's what I picked up from it. It's, uh, it's action. Some <laughs> uh, love is the language of silence. I like that. I, you know, if, if somebody says to you, I love no, you, no. 
and and then you say, oh, I love you too. It's always a bit <laughs> fake, no. but, you know, yeah. forced. No, no, no. Well, it's, it's like the person saying it wants the answer no. back. Mm. Mm. No. It's interesting, isn't it, going from, I mean, I, when I, before I came into the programme, I used to hate people, and I don't hate people anymore, I tolerate them, so I've got to tolerate, yeah, but no, I don't have, but I used to be really, you know, before I knew about sort of forgiveness and getting rid of my resentments, I hated a few people, and I don't now, so that's good, I can't say that I love everyone, but it's work in progress, I'm a lot I see much more good in people than I used to. What does it? They say there's a little bit of good in all of us. Oh, good. And a little bit of. There's a bit of good in the worst of us, and a bit of bad in the best of us. Yeah. Acceptance is the answer to yeah, all my it. problems. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely have changed in that, in that, or at least I catch myself. When, especially like first-ish thing in the morning, I think, well, what are they wearing that for when I'm on my way to work? <laughs> what, you know, and I'm really judgmental and like, oh, why don't they just like, you know, go somewhere uh -huh. else? And then I catch myself now. Right. Like, Wait a minute, that's none of my business. You know, really? back off. You've lost conscious contact, let, haven't Yeah, you? let go yeah. and just yeah. like, you know, people do what they think. It's, you know, it's not... That's actually directly aggrieving me in some way. It's none of my business. And people have the right to be whatever, you know, whatever. It's their thing, not mine. It's not my judgment. That's quite freaky. And I catch myself it? now. You're going, oh, hold on a minute. Just yeah. drop it, leave it. Yeah. Well, driving's classic for losing your serenity. You know, you get in the car and it's all peace and love. And you get behind the wheel and it's like, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've noticed that in Cyprus, the people are lovely, <laughs> loveliest, friendliest people, you know, but on the road, they're all psychopaths, you know, it's like, <coughs> you know what that is, there's something, there's something to do with being in a bubble, I think, you know, and bringing out the worst of us. Well, that can still happen as a pedestrian, as now, as a confirmed pedestrian. Yeah. I hate all car drivers, yeah. yeah, but I have to go like, hold on, you know. Who's, who's damaged? Who's getting the damage from that attitude? Mm. Oh, it's me from mm. that attitude. So, yeah. Yeah. Even though I still quite loathe car drivers, I have to back off from that one and let it go. Just let it go. It takes a lot of energy to hate somebody, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it takes yeah. more energy to hate somebody than it is to accept somebody. Oh, it's very <laughs> negative. You know, it's, you can feel it. Yeah, it eats you, you know, out. It's not healthy, it's very unhealthy. Mm. Yeah, whereas nice. love is the opposite, you know, love you lifts your, you know, you've got more, more energy and you don't feel lighter, you know, so it's just, um, it's a happier way to be. It's all about the love. All, all about, about the love. love. <laughs> all you need is love. Mama. <laughs> uh, Mama. Yeah, true. Yes. Yeah, it's a cliche, but it's true. It's a cliche. Right, next reading. Next reading. Okay, this, this reading is from 24 hours a day. Many, many, many people know this reading's book. Uh, AA. July the 7th. Uh, we had become hopelessly sick people, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. 
The power that controlled us was greater than ourselves. It was John Barleycorn. Many drinkers have said, I hadn't gone that far. I hadn't lost my job on account of drink. I still had my family. I managed to keep out of jail. True, I took too much sometimes, and I guess I managed to make quite an ass of myself when I did, but I still thought I could control my drinking. I didn't really believe that I was an alcoholic. If I was one of these, have I fully changed my mind? And the meditation of the day is, painful as the present time may be, you will one day see the reason for it. You will see that it was not only testing, but also a preparation for the life work which you are to do. Have faith that your prayers and aspirations will someday be answered. Answered in a way that perhaps seems painful to you, but is the only right way. Selfishness and pride often make us want things that are not good for us. They need to be burned out of our natures. We must be rid of the blocks which are holding us back before we can expect our prayers to be answered. And the prayer for today is, I will pray that I may be willing to go through a time of testing. I pray that I may trust God for the outcome. Thanks, Johnny. Well, I certainly uh, connect completely with I now, at this present time in my life, believe that after 35 plus years of drinking and messing about and not getting it, um, I have a higher power in my life which is, I really trust and believe. And I do believe that uh, since, uh, certainly since um, about November 2017, that I have been called to um, carry the message in, a, in the way that I can do that and that is a way which is exactly like other people but it is it has an aspect my it's my path it's the path that God is shining on the way for me to take and uh, indeed that that includes being brought to this place right here right now uh, with you and uh, as part of my journey for which I give thanks for that and and I trust that guided path implicitly, and I trust the higher power in my life that signposts me on that way. It's a bit of power, isn't it? Lack of power. You know, and alcohol and drugs are very powerful. You know, as you know, I, I lose control. So, you know, lack of power is a problem. That's why you need power great for yourself. To, being, to those other things having power over you. Yeah. Yeah. 
So why, that's why you have to have a daily program. Mm -hmm. So you know, so it's good. Uh, it's all about power. And, it's, and it is really wonderful to um, let that let that higher power into one's life and to wake up one day and realise that obsession to drink drug like, isn't there. And I have certainly found that that place that we can we have been in where it's like white knuckling it like I mustn't use that I'm not no I'm not going to drink I'm not going to drink that is almost worse than like oh, drinking so much painful yeah, yeah. it's so painful and to be relieved of that place and just like yeah. it's nothing to do with me anymore my life does not involve whether I've got it or haven't got it whether I'm gonna do it or not do it I just it just isn't there and that is that was so, when I woke up about a year and a half ago and realized wait oh that stuff is not in my head anymore. It was like, wow, yeah, yeah. give thanks. That's a miracle. Yeah, that's a miracle, definitely. And I think, I think for me, the beauty is that once that obsession has gone, you can do things like go to festivals and go out for dinner and go to a pub if, as long as you feel spiritually fit. And yeah, you can. We had a lovely share on Friday, didn't we? And she's just, mm. she loves raving. And she, she's like, she's up all night raving, and she can do that because she works a program every day. But if you're new and in, and she's quite young, yeah. If you're new in and you're not, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have to set our alarms. I don't can't we, to do go that. <laughs> the legs, the legs yeah. don't stand it. You know? It just means that you can just, you know, if you are doing your program, you can just join in with normal life. And you know, I can go out with my friends. I go away with them once a year, and it doesn't bother me that they drink which is great, mm. you know. But the ones that did drink alcoholically, I can't, I can't hang around with them. I had to let one go, didn't I? Because mm. she was dangerous for me. <coughs> but the people that have got your back, they, you know that they're your friends, if they accept it. I think that sometimes when you have difficult periods, when you, you know, you know, life happens and you've got a problem, Getting through it is great, you know, because it's like I didn't need to use, I didn't need to drink, you know, my program's working and it makes you stronger, you know, and it's sort of in a way these challenges are, you know, it's, if everything was just great all the time, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's just possible, is it? Oh, you know, yeah. It just life isn't, you know, it yeah. happens. So the, the challenges, the challenging periods in a way are to be welcomed. Demonstrate your your living. When I was in treatment years ago, one of those things that you know, in the centre, one of those workshops was about um, was about going through the problems in life, you know, head on, dealing with grief or problems or whatever, and coming through them, and actually feeling what those feelings are, knowing what those feelings are, and you know being wiser because of it and then when those situations happen again which they do because life does that over and over again then we we know how to deal with it we know how to expect it but when we were drinking and using we went around the problem so we're constantly going around the problem we're constantly avoiding really feeling you know what it what we got to feel and so we never learn so we we remain emotionally immature and um, yeah. we just go on on that sort of flat plane, never, never developing. Yeah. 
And so this is like this reading was saying, you know, we're, we're being tested or we have to deal with the stuff and get through it. And like Al just said, we, um, you know, we, we're stronger for it and we are. We're, we definitely uh, develop and improve as a result of not avoiding life. And so we deal with life on life's terms. Now what it says at the start here is we become hopelessly sick people spiritually, emotionally and physically, you know, and uh, I think that's, um, you know, it's like, you, you think, you know, as an active addict, alcoholic, you're a bad person, you know, I'm, I'm weak, I'm, I'm immoral, I'm a degenerate, you know, and it's like you're sick, you know, and out of control, and then, you know, for me, it's like, if you, if, if my mood goes, if I'm in resentment or fear, then I'm not in, in contact, you know, have power, and I'm really vulnerable, you know, so when my mood goes, I, that's a great sign for me that I need to do something, you know, I've got to work my programme, because it's, I, um, you know, that I'm kind of, I'm almost back to the start, you know, I'm spiritually sick again, and I've got to work my programme, and then feel better. And I'm okay. Good reading, that. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. well, you gonna do yours? Oh, I can do. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, well, I think we should. Okay. Do yeah. Reading from Family Anonymous <laughs> Fellowship. Yeah. <laughs> We've all got families, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, and that's why I recently joined FA and um, I'm learning to uh, really work the 12 steps but in a different way it's still about um, uh, not detachment as such we've had lots of debates about that in FA but it's it's not detaching completely but it is about Again, admitting that I am in fact powerless over, in this case, it's my daughter who's the addict and mm. um, I'm powerless to to change her behaviour no matter what I do, all the helping and the caring and the controlling and the, mm. all the stuff that I have been doing for years. It's, it's uh, letting her find her own path and having faith in her higher power and my own yeah. that she will come through. Mm. Um, so this is from uh, the FA book today, A Better Way, uh, on the subject of Step 11, because that's what we're kind of talking about today. Mm-hmm. Don't ease God out. After consciously working the programme of Families Anonymous for many years, I find my many defects are becoming apparent, and oh so slowly my attempts to change these defects are beginning to have results. The eleventh step reminds me never to be complacent, never to be so proud of my growth that I forget that nothing could ever have been achieved without my higher power. To let my ego get in the way is to ease God out, to say, I don't need you every day, God, I can do without you. Wrong. When I ease God out, I rob myself of the quiet time that can come each day to bring me peace and serenity. Easing God out pulls me away from the core of my spiritual centre and causes me to forget. 
your will be done. It diminishes the goodness in me and causes me to forget the source of my serenity. Today I will pray. Be with me, God, I need you. Mm. <coughs> no, that's brilliant. Mm. Ease God out. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you see, it's like, when I start judging people, that's my ego. Mm. You know, and, I, and it's like, I shouldn't be judging anybody. Mm. You know, that's the whole point of handing things over. You know, step three, hand my will and life over to higher power. So it's not for me to make judgments about other people. And as soon as I do that, uh, then it's my e that's my ego. And, and it, it's, cause, it's a constant thing, you know, I mean, it's just because mm. we're human. But uh, I, I like that. I, I do love a good acronym. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah, I find I'm not really big on like the sort of cross-legged meditation or the on the knees praying. I'm not really big on that, but I do very much um, believe in I. God is omnipotent, no, so knows everything. If you if you, if you if you could take that, but I do need to. You know how how often have we gone? God help me! You know, like in despair or whatever. But I can I can do that in in you know in in the happy place as well. And for me, the contact is asking God's direction. It's the asking. You know, similar to like in the meetings. You know, open your mouth. You know, it doesn't really matter what you say. You just, you know, blurb it out. Whatever comes out. It's the act of speaking and sharing that is, you know, I, I believe to be, you know, really healing. And and to connect with God for me is the act of asking you know, direction. It's not what I ask for or whether I get what I ask for or any of that stuff. It's just about me connecting by taking a minute, one minute or two minutes in my day just to stand in the middle of the field or or where or, or on the corner of the street or in my kitchen wherever and just go zoom you know zone in zen in on yeah. god in that moment and ask direction today take my will and my life okay. and you know d direct me yeah. and and for me that is that is um you know god being in my life today and like the reading, like the reading mm. said. So that's how it is for me. Ask, ask for help. Doesn't matter what about, but just the process of asking. Well, I think it's about realizing as well that sometimes when you ask for that help, it may not come in the form that mm. you mm. expect or recognize as being something helpful. And sometimes it might be a really harsh lesson that comes your way, but it's it's seeing the power in that it's seeing that actually that is then guiding you ultimately still in the right direction you know yeah. it's not always that you ask for help and you're rewarded with some amazing thing happening you know for me recently the the, the wisdom that i've learned through fa was just to actually take a step back not be so involved in every decision that in this case, the rehab was making about my, my daughter's treatment and so on. Actually taking a step back and letting it play out, not getting involved, not trying to control, not trying to, you know, yeah. ease what happened next, just literally wait and see. And at first it seemed like that wasn't happening and it was, you know, dangerous things were happening and 
but now it's found its own level and that was without me giving any input to that situation at all so yeah so I actually think that was higher power it's so difficult though isn't it, it like you say you know if you think they're in danger yeah um, and I had a, a sort of crisis with my sponsee should be listening number one and um, there was a, you know an occasion where I knew that, that she was putting herself in danger she was you know she was going to go out for the night and um, my sponsor said to me if you try and control the situation you're taking away her consequences and she'll mm. never learn mm. and that was really good for me so again I took a step back and because I said to her it's your choice she was like oh, bloody hell she's left me with the choice and she decided not to mm. so mm. instead of me saying right you can't go out don't do this don't do that I learnt that I can't control her which was really good for me to learn. I suppose it's similar to that reading, isn't it? Yeah. It's 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 true about complacency. You know, uh, you know, you think oh, I'm sorted. Don't need God anymore. You know, and that that's the ego again. You've got to keep doing that. And I, I mean, the, the the great thing about step eleven for me is, you start your day, do a couple of readings think about it, meditate on it, and you're going to have a good day, you know, because you've set yourself up for the day, you know, you've got your head, you've made contact with your higher power, and you, you've got, you've got your, into the right frame of mind, you know, it's just, mm. it just, it, you know, from a common sense, practical point of view, it just makes sense to do it every day, and start your day, you know, have that routine, and then you're going to have a good day, whereas if you, if you, if you don't and you're you're in self, then you know it's not it's not what we do, you know, because um, you go you spend a day in self. You just you know at risk. Uh, apart from anything else, are just having a crap day, you know, because uh, I mean I I can spend the whole day in self, being in a bad mood, you know, and it's there's no need. You know, so do this, get get your get your head in the, in the right space, and have a really good day. And that's all we, at the end of the day, what all all it's ever going to be, daily living, mm. one day at a time. Every, that's it. It never changes. So that's why we do this. So um, thanks for joining us in our podcast and the. Thank you for leading. In a field in Herefordshire. <laughs> in a beautiful field in Herefordshire. Yeah. We're all good now. Thank you. Have a good day, everyone. Yay! Awesome. So that wasn't live then?